Engaging conversation on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. And one glorious nation under God. And together, we will make America powerful again. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. And we will make America great again. Well, hi, friends. Pro-Life Leader Frank Pavone here. Welcome to Praying for America. Uh, You know, on Friday, January the 19th, I'm going to be privileged to present an award to Mark Houck. I want to talk to you a little bit more about that and then show you a special interview I did recently. And uh, this is something that uh, all of us need to be concerned about. The police state that we are in, the weaponization of government is very real. We see more evidence of it each and every day. It's another motive for sweeping the Democrats out of power in the 2024 elections. And it is another motive for working harder than ever to make America great again, because part of making America great is make America America de-weaponize the government and the agencies of government. Uh, Very, very, very much of a change needed from what's going on now. Let's go into the Word of God as our beginning, as always. And I want to read from the conclusion of Matthew's Gospel, because when we talk about government authority, when we talk about any kind of authority, we reaffirm it is in the hands of the Lord Jesus Christ, not of any human being. Matthew 28, starting with verse 16. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him. But some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Let us pray. Lord, you have made it clear where authority resides. And we rejoice, Lord Jesus, that all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to you. If it pleases you to share authority with any human being, They are always subject to you, subject to your law, responsible for doing right, duty bound to respect the rights of those they govern. And that's why we rejoice, Lord, that in America we have government by the consent of the governed. No one has any power or authority if we, the people, do not consent to it. That is what distinguishes us from tyranny. And Lord, we are deeply disturbed that we see tyrants trying to rob us of that consent today, trying to stifle our freedom, trying to govern without our consent and over our objections. And Lord Jesus, we can only turn to you and say, that because we are totally subject to your authority, 
We claim again the privilege of governing ourselves. We can't govern ourselves if we don't know the difference between right and wrong. If we can't tell what is good for our families and our nation versus what is destructive, then, then we are unable to carry out the great privilege and duty of governing ourselves. And that's why we immerse ourselves again in your word, in your will, in your spirit. Bless America and bring us again to freedom. You who are Lord forever and ever. Amen. So the weaponization of government is real. I mean, we see evidence of it every day, and we have seen evidence of it in cases like Mark Houck, the peaceful pro-life activist whose home was raided by the FBI, uh, guns drawn, and a whole series of events unfolded after that as he uh, went to trial and was acquitted, was acquitted of charges of breaking a federal law called FACE, the Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrances, which has to do with blocking access uh, to abortion facilities or, or intimidating people who are going there to have their babies killed. Mark was not guilty of anything uh, violent or anything criminal. He was simply there as an American exercising his freedom of speech, freedom of assembly, freedom to speak up uh, out of his religious convictions for the uh, lives of the unborn. So recently, uh, we arranged that we would be giving him an award because you know what? When the Biden administration attacks somebody like Mark Houck, they're not doing it simply to attack Mark Houck. They're doing it to intimidate us all, all of us who are are pro-lifers, for example, all of us who are Christian believers, all of us who are freedom-loving Americans. They want to intimidate all of us. They want to show who's boss. And that's why I chose this reading to start with, because it shows us who's boss. The Lord Jesus Christ has full authority. And a nation is going to prosper only if it recognizes that. So we fight back. We resist the police state. Now, the first way of resisting the police state is to understand it, is to realize what it is that's happening. And that's why I've been convinced that the, one of the greatest tools to help prepare people for the 2024 elections and help them know what choice they have to make and help them wake up to the danger we are in is the movie Police State. You can get it at policestatefilm.net. And uh, we're going to honor Mark Houck, and therefore we're also going to bring attention to this film, at the National Prayer Service taking place in Washington. I will be leading this service on Friday morning, January 19th. That's the day that hundreds of thousands of pro-life people from across the country come to Washington to speak up for the rights of the youngest children, the babies still in the womb. And uh, we're going to have this big annual March for Life. But first, we have the prayer service in the morning at Constitution Hall. If you're going to be there, by the way, or if you're within striking distance, come see the, uh, the uh, details at nationalprayerservice.com. That's nationalprayerservice.com. But we're going to honor Mark because we are all, as freedom-loving Americans, going to stand up in solidarity with him and say we will not allow our freedom to be taken away by tyranny. And one of the ways that we carry out that resolution is precisely by educating, mobilizing voters, registering voters, making sure we win in 2024. So I want to show you now an interview that I did with Danielle D'Souza-Gill, And her dad is Dinesh D'Souza, known to most of you 
And Dinesh is the creator of this film, Police State. I want to uh, show you what I had to say with uh, Danielle. <clears throat> we had aired this some time ago, but in case you missed it, and also in light of the upcoming event on uh, Friday the 19th, I wanted to share this with you again very timely. Let's listen to my conversation with Danielle. Well, we want to welcome Danielle once again to our program. And uh, thank you so much, Danielle, for joining us again today. Hi, Father Frank. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, well, we appreciate uh, having you. And, you know, you, you, I've been on your show. Uh, you've been on mine. And, and we remember fondly when you uh, emceed for our national prayer service on the day of the March for Life a couple of years back. You did a great job. And, uh, you know, at that service each year, we, we honor uh, certain people in the pro-life movement. And uh, as I All may have told you... All the people who were there, who came out for the March for Life, who wanted to pray, worship, and just be part of such a special event that you put together with uh, Priests for Life. So that was just really a highlight of my year. Well, I'm glad. And uh, the, one of the people we're going to honor in 2024 is Mark Houck, uh, who, as you know, yeah. is uh, one of the people featured in this new film, Police State. And we want to talk about that today because your dad put that together with the help of, uh, of you and many other key people, Dan Bongino and so forth. Uh, and we want to talk about that film today because I think it's a key message for America and it's a key tool to prepare voters for this next election. So, Danielle, tell us about this Police State film. Well, it's really a scary film in many ways because it really dives deep into the heart of what's behind kind of the, 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 the they, well, they call it police state, but it's kind of the deep state and everything um, that's really behind these three letter organizations like the FBI, the DOJ, um, all of these organizations that are government arms, but really operate in a way that targets American citizens. And Many of these um, organizations were set up to protect American citizens, but because they've been given so much power, um, like the movie highlights some of the history behind it with the Patriot Act kind of setting up this precedence to allow this kind of surveillance and targeting of American citizens. Now these government agencies, which were supposed to protect us, are actually targeting many people. You mentioned Mark Houck, a pro-life activist, um, targeting normal Americans just like him. Um, when it's just atrocious what's happened. And um, he, of course, was vindicated in the end. He, he ended up um, being able to kind of return to his life, which is great, but it never should have happened to him in the first place. And many other people, unfortunately, who were targeted didn't end up as fortunate as, as he did, where um, they're, you know, sitting in jail or they lost, um, lost their homes, lost much more. And so the movie really dives into many different anecdotes and people who experienced being targeted by the police state, as well as a little bit about why this is happening and how it started and what we can do moving forward. Well, of course, Exhibit A is President Trump himself, right? I mean, what we see a blatant interference with our elections right now as prosecutors and judges uh, all Democrat, all Democrat controlled and Democrat inspired, try to decide for us who our nominee will be and who our next president will be. And they're trying to decide it by influencing voters in a negative way through all these indictments and charges, which are based on nothing. I mean, when you really go down and analyze them, there's no basis to them whatsoever. So um, the president really is, uh, president number 45, really is exhibit A in all of this, isn't he? 
He definitely is. And that's why in the film, we really try to go into um, how this started before President Trump, but I think really was brought to light during President Trump's um, 2016 election and also during his presidency, because I think before that people thought maybe there was some sketchy stuff going on with the FBI, for example, but didn't really realize just how bad it was. And then once Trump was elected, um, we kind of saw that the government, the swamp, many of these people who um, have been in D.C. for years wanted to stop him and basically undermine his entire presidency and make it so that um, all the things he wanted to accomplish would be more difficult. And then, of course, now that Biden's in office, a lot of these organizations are kind of free to run wild because they don't have any other check on them. Danielle, I want to ask you a little bit about the timing of this, because this is really an unfolding story. Uh, we are seeing whistleblowers come forward from the FBI. We're seeing Congress do investigations. Uh, we ourselves here at Priests for Life are, are doing some FOIA requests for more information with regard to the targeting of Catholic and pro-life institutions uh, by, the, uh, by the FBI and the DOJ. We're seeing information coming out about that. So it's a developing story. Um, did your dad get the uh, when did your dad get the idea to start putting this together? And does he feel vindicated by the things that have happened since then? Yeah, I think that he um, when he did 2000 Mules, he really found out, you know, the election was stolen. He looked into a lot of how that occurred and then kind of started finding out more about some of these hit jobs on people and realized from especially what happened with many of the January 6ers, many pro-lifers and so on that um, actually things are a lot worse than we think. And it's not just our election system that, that um, needs to be fixed, but also some of these deeper, larger organizations that have a lot of power. And so um, I think he really knew that that was the next film he wanted to do. And then he ended up calling Dan Bongino because he was a Secret Service agent and knows a lot about how these things work. So I think he wanted to kind of collaborate with him on this film. And uh, he was interested and wanted to do it. So I think that they made a really good team and were able to kind of dive into this together. I think they both thought of it as a real passion project because um, many of these people's stories aren't told and many people just get beaten down and at the end of the day feel so discouraged and feel like, what is the point of this? And so I think they felt like to really shed a light on a lot of these individuals who've been through so much pain um, would just be a really meaningful experience because a lot of these people like Joseph Bolanos, who's highlighted in the film, he would just went to um, the to, to hear President Trump at January 6th, didn't go in the Capitol or anything. Um, he had his whole life ruined because of this. And so I think for a lot of those people to end up going to Mar-a-Lago themselves, be part of this film and all of that, and to have so many people hear their story was really cool for them. You know, let's try to get uh, in a in a real in a nutshell the definition of a police state. I think I, you know one of the most impactful statements and explanations uh, Dan Bongino gives when he says, "Look, you know, in 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 America, we're supposed to go after a crime in search of the person who committed it, person or persons." That's the American system. Something happened. We know that it happened. We know that it was wrong, and then we investigate it. In a police state, you go after a person in search of a crime. 
So you target a person because you you disagree with them politically, ideologically. They say, okay, we have to bring this person down. We have to neutralize this person's influence. Uh, let's 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 find some way we can pin a crime on that person. I think that's one of the best yeah. definitions of it. But how would you describe, in a nutshell, what we mean when we say a police state? Yeah, I think that some of the examples they use is um, kind of what we would normally think of is North Korea or places that have just a very obvious police state where it's clear that there's a dictator and so on. But here, I think it's it's behind the scenes. You know, these organizations mask themselves as being neutral. And of course, many people on the left uh, would say, oh, you know, Trump's the real dictator. But in reality, of course, Trump is the one who is being targeted by the police state, as you mentioned. And we know this because before all of this, he was loved. He was praised by the left. He was a celebrity, Oprah. He'd go on all these shows. And then once it became clear he was more conservative or MAGA, created this new movement, um, he became a target of the police state. And so it's clearly only for political reasons. And similarly for conservatives, for Catholics, pro-life people, they're being targeted purely because of their views. And it's not because, again, Mark Houck is a violent person or um, most of the people at January 6th were violent people. It's not that crimes were committed and then they were tried. It's because they are targeted because of their beliefs. And so then they have to figure out, hmm, what crime can we get you for? Similarly, there were, you know, it's like the talk of the IRS coming after certain people and, um, police state was targeted for that because they're, we were trying to pay um, Salem an amount of money and then the funds were intercepted by government agency. And so these things happen, but it's not just because you did something wrong. It's because really they say, we're going to keep an eye on you. We're going to find the person and then we will find the crime that you will be guilty of. You know, it's uh, it's tricky. Uh, I, I see an upside and a downside with the way this is playing out in America. I'd like you to comment on this. It's more tricky in America because the police state is disguised. Uh, I think one of the terms that's used in the film is it's a it's a soft police state at the moment. I think that's where you how your dad described it. And because because we do have, we have all the trappings of a constitutional republic, but it's functioning as a police state because, as you said, these behind the scenes agencies and the way they've been corrupted. So the downside is it's more in disguise. You can better fight an enemy that you see and and that you can identify as the enemy. Now the upside of it is. That although I believe, and, 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 and you can tell me your view, I believe not that the police state is coming, but that it's here already. Uh, we are fully in the midst of it. But because we are America, uh, and because this hasn't completely taken over the levers of our government, we can still turn it around. And the way we turn it around is the vote. And the vote, of course, has to be preceded by education of the voters, of which this film is a key tool. Um, am I am I right in that assessment, or how do you see it? Absolutely. I mean, I think we think we're kind of at the precipice in the sense that, yes, can we stop it? Can we turn back? Of course, I think we can definitely save America, and we have not given up hope in any way. But I also think it has gotten to a point where it's pretty bad and has really... Um, as I said, kind of affected just really normal people, people that you would never think would have been targets of a police state. Um, so yes, I think we are definitely there. I mean, this is all happening. And if it wasn't happening, we wouldn't be able to document it or release 
footage of, of this happening. So we are there, it's happening, but I think we can definitely turn things around and make it better. But I think that also starts by people knowing that this is happening. And hopefully these organizations feel a little bit more like, hey, other people are watching this and know about this. And so maybe we can't do this anymore. And then um, long-term, I think hopefully really draining the swamp, at draining these organizations. I, I think that the, the, the last term when Trump was president, he wasn't able to fully do that. But if we have him back again, then hopefully that can be one of his, his main goals. Well, he has promised to obliterate the deep state, and he, he's been telling voters he knows now way more than he did in 2017 when he first walked into that Oval Office. So we've got a big, uh, you know, we've got a big edge on the whole situation. So final, final uh, things here. Uh, first of all, are there any anecdotes that you have that show the impact this film is starting to have? It aired in theaters on two days at the end of October. Uh, and then it was, there was an online premiere at the end of that week. And now um, it is available. Uh, I want you to walk yeah. our viewers through how they can access it. But have you seen any any stories yet about the uh, how this is waking people up? Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, you can go to policestatefilm.net. That has all the ways you can watch it. But just to keep it simple, you can either buy a DVD or you can stream it at home. So the theater oh. release was great. Um, they had more theaters sold out than 2,000 mules. But I think with streaming and DVD, sometimes um, the streaming people find a little bit tricky. But basically, you go to the website, policestatefilm.net, and then you can either stream it on Rumble or Salem Now. And um, you just hit a button. There's a whole thing of instructions if you need to figure out how to connect it to a Fire or Apple or some kind of TV if you're trying to connect it. But basically, it's like you would stream any other any other film. Um, and then, of course, there's just the traditional DVD. But um, all of that's on policestatefilm.net, the website. And um, as far as anecdotes, yes, there were some really, really cool, um, cool things that happened. I mean, I would say some of them were a bit sad in the sense that I think because I was part of the filming and hearing a lot of the stories, it was quite sad to hear about um, the stories of the FBI coming, battering people's doors, coming into their homes in the middle of the night and so on. So that was quite disturbing. But I think seeing the reactions of many people, at least from theaters, a lot of people stood at the end. They sang the national anthem together, uh -huh. um, really had uh, such a like a cohesive experience because in many ways in America, I feel like we kind of are so atomized and separated and divided and many people don't have any sense of kind of community with anybody else. But I think whenever people would come out of the film, they would feel like, wow, you know, all these other people um, were just as impacted as I was and maybe now realize what's happening with this police state. And so I think it, it definitely is an eye opener. And a lot of people feel like after they watched it, they, they were changed. Like before that, I think surveys would show that um, people thought, you know, maybe there's some kind of deep state stuff going on, didn't really know. But then after the film felt like, wow, I were definitely living in a police state. And so I think the film really does its job in exposing the truth there. So it's a great movie to give to friends, family, people who, who may be interested in this, but don't know a lot about it, maybe want to be more, um, more educated on this matter. But I also think, um, yeah, just kind of more of the patriotism behind it, because many of the mm -hmm. people who, who, um, you know, get this film for a friend or family member and so on, they do it because they love this country and because they 
um, they were so moved by the film. So yeah, it's really, really well done. It's shot really well. And just the whole thing is definitely worth watching. Sometimes I see a documentary and I'm like, wow, I'm really interested in this topic, but the documentary itself, I'm like, I have to kind of force myself to watch it. But, um, but this one is really, it's, it's really a, a well done film, I think. Well, it is. I really appreciated watching it. Uh, you know, I was going, I had signed up to go to the first um, uh, airing, the first night in the theaters, October 23rd. And then I got your invitation uh, to come to Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> and I said, you know what? I want to have the experience of watching this in the same room as those who created it, in the same room as some of the best patriots from across our country. And that room that night was filled with exactly those kinds of people. I was so, uh, always so privileged to come to these kind of events. And I said, that's going to be where I'm going to watch it for the first time. And it won't be the last time because I think this is a Aww. film people need to watch again and again uh, to, because it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an education. It's, it's like a, cor- a mini course. We've got to understand these things. We've got to know what's going on here. And I think it's one of the greatest tools to prepare America for the elections of 2024, which it's no exaggeration to say are the most important in our history. So thanks, Danielle, for the role that you've played in this. Uh, and of course, we always give great, uh, great uh, honor and, and thanks to your dad and the, and the whole team uh, that has put this together. You know that all of us at Priest for Life are standing with and working with all of you side by side until the victory is won. So we, you have that commitment from us And uh, thank you for everything that uh, you've done and continue to do. We look forward to talking with you many times in the future. Oh, well, thank you so much, Father Frank. And keep up the great work you're doing. And I really hope that this this next year, 2024, is a a great one and a, a game changer for the elections, as you mentioned, and for life in America and the ending of the police state. So thank you so much for having me. You're welcome, and amen to all of that. God bless you. Well, I'm very grateful to her and uh, to her uh, father, uh, Dinesh, and and to Dan Bongino, and all those who were involved in the creation of this powerful film, Police State. Don't miss it, brothers and sisters, and don't miss uh, the honoring of Mark Houck. If you're not there in person, you can follow the events by staying connected with me on social media at frfrankpavone. That's at FR Frank Pavone on all the major platforms. And also our broadcast platform, endabortion.tv. That's endabortion.tv. Now let's pray together in the words that Jesus gave us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Well, thank you, friends, for uh, being with me tonight. God bless you, and we will talk to you soon. This is Brian Kemper, pastoral associate of Priests for Life. On Saturday, January 20th, The day after the March for Life in Washington, there will once again be a Walk for Life West Coast, drawing people from many states. It will occur in San Francisco with a rally, a silent no more gathering, and a walk of tens of thousands of pro-life citizens through the streets of the city. 
The walk emphasizes the theme that abortion hurts women and that to be pro-woman is to be pro-life. The walk emphasizes the need to change the culture and is an opportunity for the movement to show its strength in part of the country that some people think is totally pro-abortion, but it is not, and young and old alike will demonstrate the fact. Find out more on the webpage, priestforlife.org slash marchforlife. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.